all of you bootstrappers, entrepreneurs, hustlers, people that are trying to make it in this life with their businesses. You are listening to the Spark Ideas podcast where we discuss all things entrepreneurship, starting up, making a difference with your bright ideas and changing the world. I am your host, Nicolette, and my co-host is the awesome Ahmed. And today we are going to be speaking to the awesome Bukamatenge, Mr. Business Unusual. He has got a show uh, on radio called Business Unusual. He's been in the startup space for some time. He runs an accelerator called the Fat Cake Accelerator, which is very, I, whenever I say it, I always find it humorous. So, Mr. Matenge, talk to us. Hey, hi, Nicolette. Hi, Ahmed. And uh, it's nice for you to have me on your show. Oh my God, it's, it's awesome to finally have you here. I've been dying to have you here because you, you're one of those people who likes using fighting words, you know, <laughs> those like saying those things that make people a little bit hot-tempered, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship. <laughs> Mister, I will raise your blood pressure. So uh, I know that this is going to be amazing. This is absolutely going to be amazing. So I guess the first question to really, to really throw us from the frying pan into the fire what is frustrating you in terms of entrepreneurship in the country right now? What's really making your blood boil? Ooh, a lot of things, Nicolette. Um, a lot of things. Uh, but basically, it's the, ooh, the lack of the entrepreneurship know-how spirit that uh, the young people have um, in the country. We're sort of breeding um, young people who want to be spoon-fed all the time. Um, and so, therefore, there is not there is no initiative from young people to uh, self-start, bootstrap, and and uh, get on with it. Really, um, so yeah, it's really tough because everybody wherever you go, you see people complaining about government, this, government that, um, and you know, with government, you can never go anywhere if you're going to rely on government. So that's the most I, I would say one of the things that really frustrate me uh, with the, the entrepreneurship um, environment in the country right now. Okay. But, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Yeah, um, please do. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have the horns today. So, you know, I mean, you're talking about people wanting to be spoon-fed. I mean, yeah. that, that's something that I do hear a lot. But yeah. I hear that from a different generation. Yeah. than as compared to the current generation that's out there right now, that's out there hustling. Because yeah. I guess the, the impression that people are going to have, and I want to bring this back to the level of, let's say you're in a home with your father, right? Let's say you've got a parent. Your yeah. parent has finances, they have funding, and yeah. yet you are struggling to put things together. Do you get what I mean? Because at the end of the day, government is really the, the, the parental figure that entrepreneurs have, you know, they're the ones with yeah. the resources. We know that um, we live in a very mineral-rich country, and yeah. um, and and we've been told that you know everything that you know that the government is doing is for the betterment of the people. So to a certain yeah. extent, to say that oh, um, entrepreneurs are waiting to be spoon-fed, you know, and and they should be self-starters. It's like, well, why should you be a self-starter when you have a parent that has the resources? You know, if you yeah. actually think about it, you know, and I mean... Can I, just, can I stop mm. you right there before you go anywhere? First of all, government is not... Government duty, and everywhere in the world, 
is to provide an environment that is conducive for you to operate. It's not to to start you up. It's not to spoon feed you. It's not to handhold you and teach you how to be a business person. If you are, if you are either a business person or you are not. So um, you know what that leads to, Nicolette. It leads to leads to people like yourselves and Ahmed having started something great as that. And when there is a, a funding option that comes up, uh, it get, it becomes available to everyone, even those that never had an idea of hosting a podcast, they will apply for that funding and they'll probably win that because maybe they know somebody within an institution or government and you guys won't get the funding. So we, we tend now to reward mediocrity instead of excellence. Funding doesn't do anything other than just reward mediocrity. Government's duty is to provide a conducive environment with its laws, with the environment that supports your ideas. That's it. And, 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 and like, taking it back to your father and your parents being rich and you want to a piece of it, that's not your money. Make your own money. Why would no, you... it's our money. No, it is our money. Actually, <laughs> now we're going to fight. Now we're going to fight. Ahmed, Ahmed, do you remember what Joshua was saying? Do you remember what Joshua was saying? Joshua was saying that when it comes to entrepreneurship, and I sent you this clip, Buka, and he says, Mm. we are a fatherless generation. And and, and the rest of the podcast, he actually said that, you know what, instead of our parents taking us along in the journey of learning how to run a business, do these things, they accumulate the wealth. They don't Mm. teach us anything. And then after they die, now people come and they say, oh, your father is so rich. He left you this, he left you that. And then you see that within a generation, um, that wealth is gone. And I was telling that to another friend. And and my friend gave an example of, you know, Afrikaners, you know. You'll see them that on the farm, they wake up the kids, eh? And they'll be like, hey, wake up. The sun is not up. We're going to check this thing out. We're going to check this thing out. You'll see those people going to negotiations, business negotiations with their children. Do you get what I mean? And the kids are watching. Oh, yeah, kind of my father saying this. So even after the father dies, there's no one who's going to come and say, ah, no, these are the terms that I'm doing business. They're like, no, you didn't do that with my father. And you're not going to do that with me. This is what we're having, you know? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, <laughs> but when are we going to do that? It's government's role to teach us Listen. that. That is why. Look, that's why they set up the incubators. That's why yeah. they, they fund your education, you know? Yeah. So to Listen. a certain extent, you need support. We need support. Listen. Entrepreneurs need support. Listen, you're actually, you're actually in agreement with me. You don't realize you agree with me. Uh, um, it doesn't feel that way. You see, now you're raising my blood pressure. It's called a parallel. Let me tell you, how you why you agree with me. You, you raised an issue of other cultures versus what we do here as, as, as um, African parents uh, raising our, our, our young. They, an African child, maybe, let's just say, uh, you reduce that. And I don't think they're better than us entrepreneurially, but uh, let, let me follow your thought process. Mm. He, and he ends it. He ends it. He wakes up every morning, goes to the farm with the dad, and works his butt out. So mm. by the time he's an adult, he understands everything about the business. Mm. He has a choice. He has a choice of saying, no, I don't want to go farming. I'd rather be go the education route and go and become a lecturer or become somebody's employee somewhere. But once he's chosen a path, which is a career path maybe in farming, they follow it through, right? Mm. So whatever the parent leaves, it's not spoon feeding. It is just a legacy that's been left. Same with us. What we do, 
we don't teach mm -hmm. our young. So, so the, the, the young people don't get to end it. A young, a young person does not get to end the right to uh, grow the wealth that the parents leave behind. Otherwise, after some time, they get to squander it. So you actually agree with me with this, this uh, spoon feeding uh, that we, we see happening is not good at all unless okay. you unless you have the, the aptitude to grow the wealth that somebody bequeaths you or leaves behind for you. Okay. Now I yeah. guess my next question is, okay, now you're talking about spoon feeding. Gonna spoon feeding. I, I don't yeah. like that statement. That's controversial. I told you, you're Mr. Raise My Blood Pressure. <laughs> because... <laughs> But there are entrepreneurs that are going to listen to this and they're yeah. going to say, um, you know, my parents maybe are not the richest, you know, or yeah. maybe my parents don't have a great deal of wealth. Yeah. I am trying my best. And I know, Kana Buka, you know, I've, I've, how many times have I called you to be a judge at Creative Business? Yes, yes I know, I know. Yeah. You've seen them. You've seen that they're, they're, they're kids that are out there. Let me not even call them kids. Some of them are just adults, you know. Um, they're, 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 they're people, entrepreneurs that are out there, and they are working their tails off. They are mm. just putting their backs into it. And yeah. they are not surviving. I was having this conversation with... Um, with someone I think last year and we're talking about how it is so difficult in Botswana to to do business as an entrepreneur as and as a young person that sometimes when you're invited for a coffee meeting now someone's like oh, okay I, I, I yeah. saw the email you sent me let's meet up for coffee when now you look at that mm. 25 Ula cappuccino you know and then you're yeah. looking at it and you're thinking hey can't that's bus fare for another day you know and then you make yeah. up these little excuses you know like oh no this this happened no i can't you know they they yeah. the entrepreneurs who really on the ground they're having to make the kind of decisions along the lines of am i going for this coffee meeting or am i not having transport you know you you talk to an entrepreneur about getting a resource for their business you know and it's yeah. literally a decision between am i getting this resource am i going for this um, workshop or this masterclass or am i buying electricity in such yeah. a scenario they should be ways that we can figure out that we can find these 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 entrepreneurs and we can support them because they're entrepreneurs who are literally like, I saw on Twitter the other day, one was like, you know, I think I, <laughs> I'm just in my bed right now and I'm thinking I should go back to my home village because really, what am I doing? And that yeah. is, you know, that, that journey is, is it, it's tough. It, it's mentally grinding, you know, yeah, and, really? and when that happens, we do need the government to step in. We need somebody to step in because you know what, Buka, you know, corporate is not going to step in. Yeah. They're not. They let really ask, aren't. Let me ask you a question while answering that, Nicolette. What's so special about entrepreneurs, by the way? Except that they think. chose to go to take a route that's less traveled. What's so special about them? That in and of itself is special enough because as human beings, we are geared to seek security. Being an entrepreneur is literally like running and screaming, running screaming away from security, away so from so, so you should, you should be so many things. So you should be not that, not that you should be pampered. Look, we're not saying that the government should rain money on us. Look, we're not yeah. saying that. What we yeah. are saying is that um, we should be able to live dignified lives. Because I have worked with entrepreneurs that cannot even live lives of dignity. That yeah. are, that they don't have enough food. 
you know, in yeah. their can house. I, can I just tell you something? If you, you, your life is all about dignified life, I don't know what you mean by dignified life, but I'm going to... I mean that when, okay, when, when I, I say I, dignified life, you should have enough food. I'm not talking about your eating from woolly. That is fine. Instance. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Let me give you a perspective then. If you want to live a dignified life, go and find employment. Jesus. Clearly, entrepreneurship is not for you. Ahmed, yeah, are you listening me, to this? Let me give hey. you... Entrepreneurs have to have trades, certain trades, my friend. And I think this, this is where we should have started to say, who, what, what, what is an entrepreneur? What certain trades that they have that others don't have? One of them, d- determination, mm-hmm. perseverance. This is just some, some of them, perseverance. Uh, number three, calculated risk-taking, calculated risk-taking. Number three, faith. And you know what faith, I don't know. Uh, for people who are uh, spiritual and not religious, they would know mm-hmm. what faith, what I mean by faith. Even when mm-hmm. things are down and out and they look like there's nothing, when you see the future in 10 years, that's what you see. You don't, know what, you don't care what happens in between year one and year nine because you know in year 10 you'll get what's yours. So I mm. see a lot of entrepreneurs crying at year one and year two and thinking, my God, this is it. I'm, I'm dying. I'm starving. And I, I'm, saying, I'm thinking to myself, don't these guys know that it gets even worse than this? You chose this. Nobody forced you into entrepreneurship. You could choose something else that's much more less stressful that would give you some sense of security. But you chose to be staring and do all these things. And, and now here you are crying and wanting to be pampered. So the sacrifices that we make as entrepreneurs, because I, I speak as one, the sacrifices that we make, we know, even if, if, if it's not now, if it's not 10 years from now, even if it's 20 years from now, we will still get the satisfaction that at least mm-hmm. we tried, we, we, we solved people's problems. People's problems. So you can want to be paid for mahala for nothing just uh, because you happen to have a badge that calls you an entrepreneur so i don't call those people that cry uh, for government some some interventions and cry for for to to be pampered or to be spoon fed i don't call them entrepreneurs i just call them Mm -hmm. uh, people that found uh, you know where where, like i said to you there's there's this government uh, what you call them these days, Manane or this government uh, program. Um, so therefore, because I'm still looking for a job, I'll go and try entrepreneurship. Try it. So once it it it, it hurts, it, it it's too much. Ah, maybe I'll I'll go and look for a job. But entrepreneur doesn't look at it that way. Whatever comes, we take all the punches. We roll with them. Um, so therefore, um, um, for me, an entrepreneur has to have the stamina. The stamina, stamina yeah. I, I, I think Mr. Matenge is so <laughs> so cold. Actually, he reminded he's, he's me. He's ice of... cold. He's colder than a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he, he reminds me of, 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 I don't know if it's a poem, but I think in this um, interview, it qualifies to be added on this qualified. Let me try and recite it very quickly. It says, I do not choose to be a common man. It is yeah. a right to be uncommon. If mm-hmm. I can, I see opportunity, not security. I do not yeah. wish to be a citizen. 
humbled and dulled by having the state to look after me. I -hmm. want to take the calculated risk to dream and to build, to fail and to succeed. Mm -hmm. So I believe what you just said just summarized everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the road less traveled, and the road less traveled is always stony. It's stony. We are the ones that are going to pave it for, for the guys that are coming behind us. You know what? Kante, yeah. so before this podcast, you guys decided it was going to be two against one, eh? I see <laughs> you. Sorry, Nick. Sorry. I, 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 I see you guys. I see the both of you. Ahmed, Ahmed, when you come start crying Ahmed. about your business, Ahmed, eh? I, I, I love I'm, that I'm, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you about this podcast recording. The next time you want to cry on my shoulder, I'm like, listen, when I'm Mr. Stone Cold, don't cry here. You, uh, you've caused this by yourself. You asked for I this. I get it. <laughs> Go listen to that interview when you're talking to Mr. Buka. Listen to it. <laughs> ah, yeah, and, yes, exactly. I'm like, Go listen to the podcast interview again. It'll give yeah. you strength, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I, you know what? To a certain extent, I understand what you're saying. But, mm. and there'll always be a but, you know. Yes. Um, over the past few years, you know, I, I have been looking at the 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 trends and it's a very concerning trend actually of the yeah. psychological toll that yeah. entrepreneurship is taking yeah. on entrepreneurs and I'm talking I'm not talking about people let's say who you would categorize as wanting yeah. to be spoon fed you know yeah. um, because I personally don't know any entrepreneurs that want to be spoon fed so yeah, when you're talking about your spoon fed thing now I'm like I don't know who you're talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, now then it seems like it seems mm. like the people in my circle are just trying. They're just like, you know, they are just, it's like they're going left and they're going right. And, but it comes, it comes to a stage. I think I was, um, I was with this amazing lady, um, this uh, Nassim, Nassim Lari from Lucara mm. Diamond. She, she's very, very passionate about entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and we were talking about entrepreneurship, you know, because she's always like, like wanting to discuss ideas on like, you know, how to help entrepreneurs, what do we need to do? And, you know, and I was telling her, because I was with another entrepreneur, and, and we we're telling her that, no, you know, to be an entrepreneur, you need to be crazy, uh, or you're yeah. going to be crazy, or you are crazy. And she's like, yeah, you need to be crazy. Then I was like, no, that's not the crazy that I'm talking about. You think the crazy, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. This is different. And I was like, we need therapy. We yeah. need therapists. You know, yeah. do, 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 do. I'm not talking about, oh, we're fun or we're intense or we do yeah. crazy things. I mean, we just need therapy because this journey can be so hard. It can be yeah. so, it's not just hard. I'm talking about painful. You know, like there, there are just times when I just want to sit and cry, you know, yeah. all times I, I just cry. I just, <laughs> I just cry because I'm like, I don't know what, what, what's happening. What, what really Colette. is happening, you know? Colette, Colette. My it's friend, crazy. my friend, you are preaching to the converted already. Uh, I, but you're calling us spoon-fed. Can I can I give you an example, my friend? You think you you have it hard. I've lost houses. I've lost property. Millions, millions. It's there. You know what I do every day when I open a newspaper. I look for mm. my name. In, is my name there? Is somebody suing me? Hmm. Is Cedar coming for me? Is this one coming for me? Uh, because that's what entrepreneurs do. They take it. But we cannot, I cannot be me if I, I had not taken those risks. I've lost <laughs> millions, my friend. So you, you might, I might sound cold, but I have to say it 
as it is, because somebody out there is listening and thinking, you know, we've made the entrepreneurship the sexy thing uh, where, you know, it's cool and everybody can go into it. No, it's not for everyone. If you don't have no. the stomach. No, it's definitely cool. not sexy or cool. Exactly. <laughs> so this is why I'm, I sound cold to you. But for me, it's fulfilling because I'm saying it as it is, as I see it. And for me, it's fun and I enjoy it. And it's because I mean, I'm, I'm, I've fortified myself now to see things. This is why when I open a newspaper every morning, I look for my name and see, oh, no, I'm not there. Ah, Mark Twain used to say, to know that he's alive, he'd go to the obituary pages every morning and look for his name. And if it's not there, he says, okay, I'm alive. Life goes on. So this is how, um, or, you know, when you really now become a seasoned entrepreneur, you become fortified with what, where you are going and where you are. Mm. Yeah, yeah because, because you you almost don't really have a choice to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. if you still if you still have options, you're not yet done. I, I was I was talking to one of my friends recently, uh, mm-hmm. and she and she was telling me about how bad things are. She's like, I'm just done. I'm just done. And I was like, yeah. No, you're not yet done. And she's like, What do you mean yeah. I'm not yet done? I'm telling you, I'm done. I was like, Hey, by now, my friend, if you are done, done, you would yeah. be calling me to tell me that you are going to spread your legs. To exactly. get what to get your, your your things to move forward, then that's yeah. when I'll be like, my friend, <laughs> now you're done. Now now the world is now moving for you. Yeah. So I was like, no, yeah. you're not done yet. You're still good, or you're just you're just having a, a huff and a puff and a frustration and an yeah. anger and a whatever. But you're not done because she was just like, I'm done. I I'm, I'm finished. Yeah. I am finished with this. I was like, no, you're far from finished. Yeah. Don't worry. When when you're really done, you're going to start showing us dust. We'll start yeah. seeing things you doing things over like what on earth is happening here so it's um you do need a certain fortitude i don't i don't know if i want to call it fortitude or resilience you have to be resilient i actually feel like it goes beyond resilience because it's in a way it's it's kind of almost masochistic you know like people that like pain you know those people that like pain and they're like beat me harder mommy those type of people like Sometimes I look at myself as an entrepreneur and I'm like, this must be some kind of fetish that you have for pain. Because yeah. the pain seems, there are actually times of it which almost seem unending, to be honest. Yeah. And, 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 and you, can, you can easily end it, Nicolette, if you wanted, especially you. You could easily end it. You could easily uh, end it. I am not going to dig further into what that comment yeah. means. <laughs> If you ask me, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, because my mom might listen to this one. <laughs> you see? Uh, no, but but actually, it's that difficult. It is actually. It's it's um, it's yeah. There there are ways of giving mm. up. Everyone can give up in a way, I yeah. guess. And. It it always I make this uh, this running joke for for those of you who don't know me that well you know I often make uh, jokes about having mental breakdowns I'm like ah two months without a mental breakdown me that's you know that's a that's a that's that's amazing you know that's a record you know and people are like oh you know that's that's so funny ha 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 and they're like no if you really know entrepreneurs that are struggling it is really that overwhelming because yeah. I always say you know the world doesn't stop when you need it to stop. So whatever yeah. is going on in your business is happening in your business. Your family yeah. doesn't stop 
Your family yeah. life doesn't become perfect. Your personal no. life does not become perfect. The no. world economy does not become perfect while you're struggling with no. your business. You know, um, things just keep on and keep on. So it's sometimes it's just usually like you're focusing on your business because that's the thing you're working on. But there's so many other things that revolve around you, which also just make it just just additionally difficult, you know. And it's it's really hard being an entrepreneur. I mean, you spoke about how it's not sexy and all of that. There's so many people who think it is. You know, they think, oh, you know, um, one day I'm going to be super successful, and then it's going to be oh so sexy. And I always say, look at Elon Musk. There ain't nothing sexy about Elon Musk. Okay, that guy is about to lose his damn mind. I mean, he was on a podcast talking about how he can't sleep. He has to take medication and alcohol and do what to sleep, you know, but he's practically one of the richest people on earth. And he has that money, you know, that we can say, oh, when we have money, our lives are going to be this, this and that. But even with all of that, he is still, he's a mess. He's a genius, but he's still a mess, you know. He's still got all of these things happening. And I think at the end of the day, I always say that when it comes to entrepreneurship, it comes down to vision. Is do you have what it takes to pursue your vision? And at the end of the day, to be honest, for the entrepreneurs that are listening, even when you make the money, if you have a vision that you're pursuing, the vision will always drive you even when the money is sitting there. And sometimes you'll be so driven that you'll even forego everything else, not because you're seeking more money, but because you're chasing a vision. And that is, I think, that is, that's, that's the real thing which actually drives proper entrepreneurs. I don't even think it's just the resilience or they want to make a buck or someone recently said, oh, entrepreneurs, think about us how to make a buck. But you cannot, you, cannot, you cannot be an entrepreneur, even whether you have a vision or whatever you call it. If you don't have resilience, you won't make it proper entrepreneur. You have I, to stand. I, I, I think that your vision pushes the resilience. If it is a true vision, if it's something, that is the thing that will really push you. Because if, if you really believe in, in whatever concept that you have, it will nag at you. When you're not working on it, it will nag at you. It will eat exactly. at you. Nicolette. And yeah. listen, entrepreneurship is just like if you are in sports, you are an athlete, uh, you are a wrestler, you are a boxer, you have to build certain muscles, certain reflexes, reflexes certain way of moving. No, we want the sexy muscles. Yes, you have to have, you have to build those. That's resilience. If you don't have it, you will not get your vision. Vision is just, just you know, that, that's... The, but, okay, okay, I guess here's the thing then. I don't believe that vision comes to people without capacity. Yes, what, what are you saying there? I don't believe that vision comes to people without capacity. And I yeah. don't know if that is more along the lines of, you know, you're talking about people who are spiritual or whatever. I wouldn't consider myself to be spiritual. I'm not religious by any means. Not really, anyway. I do have some residual um, religious religion behaviors. Religion different things, by the way. Yeah, for... yeah but I'm, I'm kind of just, you know, like basically beating the dough down about this. But I do, I do believe that, you know, that ideas and, and, and concepts, that there are things that come to people. And once that thing has come to you, it comes to you because you have capacity in some way. 
And then if you fail to meet up with that capacity, it will go to someone else. Because how many times have we heard a thing where someone says, oh, you know that business idea, kind of, you know, I thought of it. And then two years later, I saw that person doing it. I believe that that idea came to you. And then it gave you the opportunity. You missed the opportunity because you didn't have capacity. Maybe you didn't work on the muscles, like you say, you know, those building those muscles. But I do believe that vision does not come to those without capacity. Again, I may be proven wrong because a lot of philosophers do say that, you know, people like to daydream a lot, who knows. But everybody, I'm romantic like that. I'm yeah, romantic like that. Everyone has a vision, by the way. Everybody has a vision. Not everybody. Oh, my God. That is not true. It is true, my friend. Buka, do you know that there's so many people who never, ever think of starting a business? Like, the idea never, ever comes to them. They, they, ne- they never, ever consider it. Like, they're that- so <laughs> tightly within the frame of, like, I need to get a job and just exactly. work and get my but, pension. But here's the thing. <laughs> That's their vision, my friend. They can't be like you. We can't be the same. <laughs> What are you saying? <laughs> no, everyone can be like me. Everyone can be a, a dreamer of note, I swear. I'm such a dreamer. Like, sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, can you just quit what you're doing and get a job, Nicolette? Can we just bring this together? Just close everything and get a job. Yeah, in fact, not dreaming is a dream in itself. So mm. everybody can, you cannot leave. I mean, God, wouldn't, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have any. I mean, just thinking, I'm going to, I have to eat. That's a vision for the for somebody. That's a vision for the day. I have to oh find. Oh my food. god! Now I feel that's, elitist. Yeah, you feel elitist now. Yeah, reminding you of, of a certain gentleman that I was reading his book. He said it's a decision to decide not to decide. I was like, wow! Exactly. So you exactly. can literally decide not to decide. Like, wow. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you, Ahmed. That sounds like like just a foreign language. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> Like, okay, I need to wrap my mind around that one. It is a decision not to decide. What? Say the phrase again. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yes, that was. I, that you I, can I tell you, between you and Buka, I'm developing a headache. Like, you guys are just, you guys are just pounding on my head. You know, you guys are yeah. like, here, yeah, and I'm like, no, I need to fight for my entrepreneurs. We don't want to be spoon fed. We want to be empowered. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, um, entrepreneurship is a very, very different ball game. If it was to be, if I were to use my words, I would be like, this is a very different um, stratosphere that needs somebody to have like thick skin. Um, why am I saying this? You know, there are two types of entrepreneurs that I have come to understand ever since I got into this um, endeavor of entrepreneurship. There are those that just wake up with an idea today and then tomorrow is implemented and it keeps on going. And yeah. like they're living their best life. And there are those of us around this world whom will have an idea and will have to take seven to five years even, and even to have to talk to a few people to get the idea out of the ground. And yeah. it doesn't only come with, um, uh, um, what you call it, capital intensity. It also comes with the emotional turmoil behind it. What advice would you um, give um, entrepreneurs, even though we might be um, stoned at heart. Hey, yeah. there are times which are, are really difficult. For instance, you know, um, there's this analogy that says um, a bamboo tree takes five years to grow. Like yeah. once you start po- po- putting the seeds underground and you water them, it takes five yeah. years to grow. Yeah. But it takes six months to grow. I think it's eight feet. Six yeah. months. Yeah. The question that normally um, uh, people ask is, did the 
bamboo tree take five years or it took six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I like the way you put it, um, Ahmed, where you were trying to describe the types of entrepreneurs that you've come across. And between the two entrepreneurs, nobody's any better than the other. Nobody's any yeah. better than the other. Uh, because I start my business today and make millions tomorrow, and you start yours today and make maybe you know, 10 years later, I'm not a better entrepreneur than, it, uh, that, than you. It's, it may so happen that the environment for, for me then was very conducive that when I conceived an idea and acted on it, um, it, it quickly brought in some fruits. What we have uh, as, as um, uh, something that both of you and I have um, would be something that is unique to entrepreneurs is that those traits that are talking about. They first dream, yeah. they, have, they have an idea, they have, they have a vision, and once that is done, they act on it. Some would, 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 but most importantly, to act on it would be to solving somebody's problem, or solving an existing problem, solving a problem, mm -hmm. solving a, a problem in the home, and in the yes. end, sometimes making money. So what I would advise mm -hmm. young, young people already, entrepreneurship is not a get-rich-quick scheme. You cannot use it as a mm -hmm. get-rich-quick It is, like I said, a road less traveled, and a road less yes. traveled, it has thorns, usually it's bushy, usually um, there's challenges along the way. And I mean, think about it. If, if it was that easy, if entrepreneurship was that easy, everybody would, would become one. Just like we, mm. we want to go to Nicolette's office and ask for a job. It's easy to come and ask for a job from somebody and sit there and do whatever and get paid at, at, at the end of the month, whether it's fair or not fair. At least you do get your, your, your money. So I would say, you know what, guys, it, it, it's about time you have a long, you play the long game, not the, not the short mm. game. Long game, yeah. and the long game, this is a lifetime thing. Um, you, you're gonna have to dig deep, you're gonna meet challenges, you're gonna be feel defeated at times. Um, but yes. you know what? When you fall, when you fall, fall forward, all always keep your best foot forward. Or if I, if I wanted to go to France town today, uh, the, the, the best thing to do is to keep my best foot forward. When I fall, I, I get up. My best foot for I'll get to Francis Town. Whether it takes ten years or whether it takes twenty years, I'll get to Francis Town. But when you just sit there and cry and and press and and blame people and call government and and try to blame somebody for the choices that I've made, and just sitting there, I'm not gonna get to. Francis Town. Mm -hmm. You know, also talking about that, there's a question that I normally like to to ask out there from. The all different kinds of, of entrepreneurs and even individuals out there. From your point of view, say, from a scale of 1 to 10, where do you think as entrepreneurs in Botswana are standing at? Because I, as far as I believe, entrepreneurs move the economy. Yeah. And they build the economy. So from your years of experience and from seeing all these entrepreneurs in our country, from a scale of one to ten, say, where do you think we stand and why? And if it's so bad, what's the problem? Say? Um, from uh, let me just answer you this way, and then I'll give you the scale. Um, yes. Sir. But Bajana or Africans have always been yes, entrepreneurial. We've always been entrepreneurial. So in terms of being entrepreneurial, we we. Uh, 
at par with the best of them, really. The mm. problem that we have in Africa and Africa and Botswana specifically is that we want to play a game the way the Western uh, world plays it. So in terms of entrepreneurship, we want to mimic the West in terms of what entrepreneurship means to us. So you see the Kardashians, you see well, your Elon Musks, you see all these guys, or your Jeff Bezos, and we aspire to be that. So we don't have our own agenda for what we think entrepreneurship is and how it relates to the communities that we, we, we live in. Let me give you an example, Ahmed. If you are from a village and there's a problem in your community, and you, there's so many challenges in your community. It could be water-related. It could be energy-related. It could be food-related. But you, you are here in Khaburoni worried about 4IR and how you can build the next, uh, what, what you call, uh, the next Microsoft or the next Facebook, blah, 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 blah. Whose problem are you really trying to solve? Whose problem are you really trying to solve? So we have to bring it down to where we are at the moment and say, guys, we have all these challenges with African. And it, because we have these challenges, the environment is so ripe for entrepreneurship. The environment is so ripe for entrepreneurship. So instead of this capitalistic mindset of accumulating riches, driving Lamborghinis and flying first class and this, 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 this. What are we doing with the challenge? So in terms of entrepreneurship, we've moved the education system that we inherited from the West, sort of just moved out out as a side instead of thinking. Our forefathers had ideas. You know, we knew how to hunt, first of all. Where did we get the boy and arm? Who designed that? Who came up with that concept? That's entrepreneurship, that's innovation, that's creativity. Who came up with the sleigh, you know, the sleigh where you get cattle? We, we have so many, um, and, I mean, the medicine, we, we used to have our own medicine. But no, now we are chasing the Western way of doing uh, business, entrepreneurship, the way they do it. We will never win. What we've become now mm -hmm. is just an imitation of the West, a cheap imitation mm -hmm. at that. So we will never be as entrepreneurial as they are because we are playing that game. So everywhere we go, yeah. what, what stands, there's no way somebody from the West can compete with me when it comes to entrepreneurship and my culture and solving my problems. Yes, you can't solve problems better than I do, but I can mm. solve their problems better than them as well. So here yes, we sir. are, uh, Ahmed, we are now, the West has told us now, we are at the 4IR, they call the we are not even, as Africans, we've never even passed the industrialization stage. Yes, sir. True. Now we're going to keep on jumping. Next day they say, no, let's go to Mars. We're going to start thinking Mars. Point. Here's my point, Ahmed. Um, mm. So as a, we've always been entrepreneurial, like I said. When I, I was happy as an African to have just 10 kettle. When industrialization yes. comes in, I just now want to have 1,000 kettle. So we mm. become, like we want to hoard we want to monopolize. We want we we want resources to be uh, in the hands of one person, not 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 community. So we're not communal anymore. It becomes individualistic. It becomes about booker. So even when we are doing that, we do not know how to scale up, because in our heads, we always wanted to leave something for the other generation. So this is why when it comes to to the wildlife, we still have our all, all our wildlife intact. If you go to the West, they don't have anything left. 
yet they can come in and want to tell us about conservation and this, this, this. They don't have anything left. Why? Because they were so greedy in that they they wanted to finish everything on. They were, I mean, the, the bison in America it was, was hunted for pelts, you know, for, for, the, for the skin. But we are, this is what we as Africans now aspire to, to go to. So I want us to take it back and say, you know what, let's, let's, let's take a breather. What are our challenges on the ground? How do we solve them? Just like uh, our forefathers were solving them, then we'll be um, on, on, on track to being the great entrepreneurs that we want to be. Only when somebody from the West comes and tells us, oh, entrepreneurial, you guys, in terms of conservation, conservation and, and preserving your, your environment, Africa is... Then we think, ah, no, now they are talking. But this is where we have a competitive advantage. Ahmed. Agriculture, yes, Africa, Africa is the best, the most fertile land in the world. We, we have it. It's just that we are trying to play a game that we cannot win. And we, if we play the Western way, we will never win. But otherwise, in terms of 1 to 10, where we are as entrepreneurs, I'll say we are at about 8 and 9. Okay. <clears throat> I want to ask a question now because, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, there's some entrepreneurs who, who might be struggling out there and they're like, wow, you know, this is really nice what you're saying. Yeah. That's nice. You know, that's <laughs> nice. But yeah. at the end of the day, we need solutions. So basically a thing that we can do it, you know. I mean, you're telling people to basically keep at it, persevere. Um, yeah. But there's also a, a strategic element, and there also need to be a few things that are on the ground, you know. Yeah. So it's not enough to just tell somebody to persevere, because you yeah. might as well be telling an entrepreneur who feels like they are digging a hole to China, as, as you know they used to say back in the day, with a mm. hole, you know, with and 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 a pick, and that's it. I mean, yeah. what then is the solution? Because you know that right now, and you know that entrepreneurs have these problems very intimately. You know this. What yeah. are we going to do about funding? Because okay, fine, you've said forget about government. Okay, now there's an entrepreneur here. They've got this idea. What are they going to do about the basics like funding? You know, because, you know, one of the things you spoke about is how entrepreneurs, let's say, are not educated. So let's say, fine, let's say they come to Nicolette and they say, oh, I've got this idea. And Nicolette's like, great, let's talk to Buka. Oh, we talked to Buka. The ideas were fine. We work on the business model. Next step, what do they need to do? We need money. We do. Oh, we need to produce something tangible. What then is the solution? You mean in terms of funding? This, yeah, this, because that tends to be the biggest problem that they have. It's, it's not just, oh, well, I, you know, it's, yeah, it's funding. Yeah. yeah, actually, for me, the biggest problem should never. Funding is the last thing in the in entrepreneurship and starting up a business. That's the last thing, the very okay. last thing. In fact, if you, if you were to understand, if you have a good idea and it's executable and you're mm-hmm. solving some problems, you, are, you know you're solving somebody's problem, money will just come. I've, I've It'll just people. come like what? Are you Bushiri now? You're just saying the money is just going to come. Ah. Let, let me make my point. Um, <laughs> the, the thing with 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 um, uh, and Nicolette is once they when they talk when they say funding, they're not talking funding with regards to the the, pro, the product that they have. They're probably talking about maybe office, opening an office, buying a computer, uh, doing this and that. What should be at the core, at the core of what you are doing is making something that is sellable. So when mm-hmm. something is 
your family can your family can can fund it uh, friends can fund it strangers can fund it um, anybody the market can fund it it's only now that maybe sometimes we lack we lack the know how to mm. now to pitch uh, our mm. ideas to potential funders to potential people that can now help us with our journey as entrepreneurs so, there's also a thing called bootstrapping where you now say with i know i, I have this big ideas these grandest ideas how can i start this with the least the least amount of money that i can have and then you mm. start with what you have um so we we have a big challenge of people wanting to start big and and for me it doesn't happen like that and even a child that wants to run um the toddler that wants to run will not run be able to run for the students they start running they will fumble and yeah. fall so you have to take baby steps but what i wanted to say all most of most um investors whether it's family whether it's somebody like me or its friends they invest not mainly on your idea but on the person mm. so invest on the people I, i wouldn't mind investing on you nicolette because i've known you for some time and i know what you are about so even if the money doesn't come back immediately i know i know that you would stand the cost to make sure that the money comes back you have to build your profile also as a as a person to build your entrepreneurial capacity as a, so that when we invest we invest mostly also on you as the mm. individual yes yeah mm. yeah i think which also brings about a, a great deal of of how much important importance it is to have the right attitude to yeah. as a human there are two okay. factors there there's you as the person whom investors will actually i've learned this through um creative business cups and this pitching pitching yes. um you think okay. yeah. when people listen to you they yeah. would, if they like you they will invest you if they don't yeah. that's it for you also yeah. backed up by, by by your attitude also can mm. i drop something on the table that i feel nicolette will also like and you will also like it will be just adding up on what has just been said here i quote yeah. um, it is said every business will live or die on ideas it doesn't matter how much money you have throw yeah. around or how little money you have that up with if you don't have an idea or a concept that grabs people in this attention economy your business won't survive ah <laughs> but i'm going to thank you <laughs> yes yes What yeah. where, where where did you get that quote from i'm going to thank you <laughs> I told you <laughs> you're going to like it. And and that's and something I, that I've been following. Yeah. And the idea is that idea should be solving a problem. Um because when you are solving problems that's how the money is going to flow to you either way. That's how the money is going to flow to you. Money flows to those that solve people's problems. That's how I live by. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, actually you're right. I can think of some very dodgy products that made a lot of money, but they were so No, they're still solving a problem. They really were. And and they really are. It's just it's yeah. not a problem we would like, but yeah, yeah. they were solving a problem because I'm thinking of this this controversial website it just popped into my mind. Um yeah. Ashley Madison. It was basically yeah. a website where married people could find people to have affairs with. and they charged a fee for that 
So it was like, well, you want to cheat on your spouse? We have the site. And, you know, and yeah. someone out there is like, I really want to cheat on my husband. You know, and it's like, where yeah. can I find someone who'll be, who will be, who I won't have to explain that I'm cheating yeah. on my spouse mm-hmm. with? And I think I'm thinking of this because of that South African video with that lady who spoke at her brother's funeral. That's why I'm thinking of it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, um, you're right. Um, we do have to solve problems. It makes me also think of, there's this Japanese philosophy of ikigai. And basically, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's a philosophy about finding out, you know, what you should be doing in life. And it mm-hmm. basically has four parts to it. Um, what, what, what are your passions? One, what are you good at? Two, yeah. um, do people need it? Three, yeah. and can you make a living from it? And then basically, if you find something that can basically um, meet all of those um, categories, um, then, you know, you will have established Ikigai, but basically like more balance in your life in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, this conversation, this conversation just be raising my blood pressure. Y'all are being so mean to the entrepreneurs. Please, all the entrepreneurs that are listening to this, if you're upset about this, please, you can just make an appointment to cry on my shoulder. Nicolette's not going to give you tough love like Ahmed and Luca. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to cry. (laughs) Yeah. Also, tell me this. um, From these years and years of experience that um, you have lived to to see yourself succeed and having some bit of caves where you learn. What are some of the resources that you have leveraged from, or is it the resources themselves, like capital, um, or was it uh, your nearest circle, like maybe your best friends or your family, whom have got you through these toughest times, or do you have oh, yes, like sir. those three people that are most influential in your life? Yes. Oh no. Um, I've had um, um, friends that uh, I've borrowed money from. I've had uh, acquaintances that I've borrowed money from. I've got mentors myself as well. As old as I am, you always want to have yourself a mentor as well. Um, I have a mentor, uh, and uh, every time I have a challenge, I call up my mentor. We discuss. We talk. Um, and as, as soon as I leave. Um, I have some sort of solutions towards the challenges that I face. So, yes, you have to leverage on, on the environment and, and on the people that are closest to you. But And sometimes it can be viewed as negatives. For example, you sometimes come from a family that does, does not believe in you, right? And that yeah. does not give you money to fund your business. That on its, on, on its own is... Is, is help. If somebody is saying to you, I don't believe in you, it's help. Yeah. Because that uh, you have to prove yourself. You have to prove yourself that if you can't, then they are right. If you do, then they were wrong. So mm-hmm. um, you always weigh these things and say, not everybody will believe in my ideas. And those that don't are actually helping me now to prove my, to myself, to prove to the environment, to prove to them as well that um, mm-hmm. this is doable. Yeah. So yes, you have to always have Find yourself a mentor if you're an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur that does not have a mentor um, is useless because then they think they would think they know everything, and mm. you cannot know everything as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. and um, you actually brought something very interesting into the mix, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't think about, which is their circles. You know, like mm. the people that they engage with, even on a social level. 
you know, yeah. I, I always, you know, I, I, I have a certain friend, you know, who I think is, you know, doing absolutely amazing stuff, you know, in their yeah. business. But from yeah. time to time, like when I'm with my friend in a social setting, certain people drop by and I'm looking at people. Yeah. And I'm like, these are really dodgy people. Then after that, I'm like, hey, but, you know, this, this person seems a bit dodgy. And then it's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, that's my friend. And I've had that friend for so long. And yeah. I've always said, you know, like, when you're an entrepreneur, because it's already difficult, you need people that can help you carry the weight. And yeah. these need to be people who, you know, when you go and cry on their shoulder, they don't just go, ah, oh, don't worry, it's going to be fine. You know, that's not, that's honestly what, it's, it's, that's not what you need to hear. You know, I, I have, I, I don't know if maybe some people judge me for this, but I tend to cut off people from my life who, you know, if I go to them with a problem, they give me a platitude. They say, oh, just, just keep at it. Everything will be fine. Or they're like, oh, no, you know, don't think about it. Why don't, you know, go watch something on TV, you know. Um, in this journey, you need people, one, that understand the journey, two, that respect the journey, and three, people that can see and sense what you need when you come to cry on their shoulder. So there's sometimes when a friend will cry on my shoulder and I'll look at them and I'm like, okay, yeah, this one needs to cry for a little bit. So I'll let them cry. Well, sometimes they'll come and I'm like, nope, sorry, I don't have time for this. What we need to do right now is we need to sit down and figure this out. Let's come up with some options. Let's do something. But a lot of the times, a lot of entrepreneurs are not careful with their circles of friends because the people that you keep, and it's not just friends, like you said as well, also relatives, the people that you keep around you can influence your energy. So if you're feeling low and you have somebody who'll be like, you know, I don't know how you think about this. Don't think about this. Let's go drinking. You know, just forget about it. Let's drink. You know, that is not the kind of energy that you're trying to have. Or somebody, let's say, who's always like, ah, tell our life is like that. Anyway, life is hell. You know, that's not the energy that you need. You know, you need to make connections. Even if those people are not entrepreneurs. I've got a lot of friends who are not entrepreneurs. But I know that if I go to them and I'm in low spirits, they fortify me. They're the ones who say, okay, you're having a bad patch. And I'm sorry that this is happening. But what are you going to do? What are we going to do? They can even ask me, what can I do? For you right now maybe i can't give you a piece of advice okay can i distract you in some way for a short time and then you get back to your problem but they actually ask what can i do for you instead of people that actually come to derail you when you're sitting here working all night wanting to work on your business people are like why are you always working come let's go out and drink or let's go out and party or or even like you know when you sit around with your friends and you listen to the conversations that people are having sometimes they get into social settings and I sit with other people's friends and the things that they're talking about, I'm like, oh my God, you people have got no problems. You've got no problems that you're literally talking nonsense. You're talking about, you know, relationship dramas. You're talking about this gossip, that gossip. I'm literally like, you've got no problems because I right now should be talking about what's the next thing to do in my business? What's the next goal that I want to accomplish? What's the setback that I've encountered? But people are literally sitting around and talking nonsense. So that's something we really have to guard against as well as entrepreneurs, is people that don't match your energy and can actually derail you. True. I actually, really, hey, today this has been a very awesome interview. Um, I've picked one thing, I guess. I don't know about all of you, um, um, but... I think the journey of entrepreneurship it should be circled around self-discovery. And why am I saying this? 
that when you are in your self-discovery, it makes your life much easier if you're doing something that comes naturally to you, something which maybe is given a name called a flow. If you are in your flow, it makes your life easier because you lose um, track of time when you're doing that thing. And talking, going back to the Ikiga thing, um, if you are in your flow and you don't even look at the amount of time that is passing by, why list your index activity and you are making capital out of it or you're monetizing that gift, then I guess you had found your entrepreneurship gift in the journey of self-discovery. I think that will be the greatest entrepreneurship journey one can ever have. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, entrepreneurship is not just about making money. Mm -hmm. um, some of us who who um, derive joy from yes. solving other people's problems without even getting paid, you see. Yes. But one wants mm. to monetize it, like you are saying, because it becomes naturally to you. It becomes easy to make money out of it because it, it just who yeah. you are. You're selling, you're not, you're not uh, um, try, trying to be something that you are not. There's something I, I, I read, is it this morning or last week, when you brought up the concept of when you know who you are not? There's, there's, I don't know who said it, but I'll just um, recite. They said, if you know who you are, then you know who you are not. Now, going back to the type of circle that you should keep, if you are an entrepreneur and you keep on talking to people who don't understand the, 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 the journey, you're definitely going to hit a lot of rocks around the way because they will not even show you the proper light or even give you a slight glimpse that there might be light at the end of the tunnel. So it's quite important to keep the right people in your circle. As far as I'm concerned, they also say, um, tell me five of your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Hey, yeah. I see the totsies that I hang around with. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I need to get rid of some of my friends. But um, <laughs> I'm always telling them that. I was like, some of you I'm going to get rid of you just now. Now, Ahmed, now I think you've got, you've now made, helped me make up my mind. But um, thank yeah. you so much, Luca. Thank you for this, uh, yeah. this blood pressure raising talk. As far as we are entrepreneurs, um, have you realized that we are, ever since we started um, doing this interview, it's kind of therapy to us also as entrepreneurs <laughs> to talk with other entrepreneurs. It gives a sense of comfort to be like, oh, I'm not alone on this journey at least. Some people, I'm going to use, I don't know if I, I should use the word, but uh, you will finish uh, for me, Nicola. It's, it's called we intellectual monster da da da. So we, we are just... just... Ah! I'm not going to finish it for you. This is a PG podcast. Yeah, you, you edit it. So we are just... We just yeah, it's therapy because we, we are just, yeah, just creating an environment where we, we can talk about us. Yeah, no, that's very true. But um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was uh, fascinating, to say the least. Yeah. Um, very invigorating. Um, I know there are probably going to be a few angry people after listening to this. No, I be. can't believe he said that. There won't be. They can contact me if they can. I'll sit down with them. <laughs> they won't be. If they're real, they'll get me. In fact, I think they are, they are, their views are even much more stronger than, than mine. Yeah, I think it depends on, on who listens and at what stage they're at. You know, because sometimes if you're being beaten up and then you hear, yeah! 
why you're being beaten up you feel like quitting aren't you quit get a job you know you're like ah oh, no listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah so um for those of you who are listening thank you for listening um if you want to get in touch with our host i'm going to have his details he did give you an invitation to call him so you yeah. can come and sit down with him uh since he was being so mean to all of yeah. you tough love 101 yeah yeah, yeah. mr raise my blood pressure Um, yeah. contact details are going to be in the description if you have any questions or comments on the podcast do put them in the comments now for those of you who have been struggling again i think all of us have been struggling um covid wise to pivot we are going to be doing a four part series of masterclasses starting from the 18th of september we are going to be figuring out how to digitize our business so we actually going to be doing some online masterclasses of some tools that as entrepreneurs we can use to improve our digital presence so we are talking free design tools um free um tools for organizing our email lists setting up our social media setting up our websites and any other little free things on the internet that we can actually utilize to basically make our online presence more relevant and um easier and more visible for people to see. So if you're interested in taking part in that series of master classes, it is going to be handful of offer master classes. Send an email to masterclass@sparkideasgroup.com. Until next time, keep working on your ideas. Please don't give up. Keep striving. Like Buka said, it is all about perseverance. So keep on persevering.